The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. Very good. Okay. Welcome to the Buddhist Society of Victoria Monday evening meditation. I hope everybody's good. It's so nice that it's so nice and peaceful here already in the hall so it's almost disturbing for me to start talking so i hope i don't disturb you too much i was just thinking now what should i start how should i start this guided meditation evening and i'm just looking at you everybody here in the hall we have big crowd today and i was thinking all of us one of the reasons why we meditate is we're all looking for peace. Even the word peace is it's a nice be nice beautiful word peace. There's something really beautiful about peace. We want to have a peace of mind. We're gonna we want to have a sometimes we people say we wanna have a peace in the world, but that's a bit too lofty perhaps. There's going to be skirmishes in the world. It's going to be always thing in our lives as well. Lives tend to go up and down. We cannot control the life outside of ourselves. The only thing, only peace you can find is the peace in your mind. It's nice to have a peaceful mind, calm mind. Even when there's big waves in the outside, life is complicated. We were talking today with some donors who came to feed the monks today. We were talking how messy life is. We all know life is messy, right? We have problems with the people outside of us and problems with our families and we have problems with our minds. So hopefully meditation will help a little bit for those problems and the messiness in life. We cannot control life. We cannot even control our own mind. But when you have a peace for a while in your own mind, all of those waves, those ripples, don't affect you so much. I've been meditating now perhaps 20 years. About 20 years, maybe 18, 19. Do I know how to meditate? No. They call me Ajahn now. Ajahn Mudito. Ajahn means a teacher. Does Ajahn Mudito know how to meditate? No. I have to be honest. I don't know how to meditate. Somebody else should be teaching this class. But this is Ajahn Brahm's story, it's the same thing for me, it's 
if once Ajahn Mudito is there, I don't know how to meditate. Ajahn Brahm always says, when Ajahn Brahm is there, you, Ajahn Brahm cannot get into jhanas, deep meditations. I cannot get into deep meditation as long as I is there. So what are we doing here? We're trying to substitute the I with something else. Sometimes we teach loving-kindness quite often. Today, well, let's try to substitute the I with calmness, quietness of the mind, and then hopefully meditation will happen. Hopefully Ajamudita will disappear, otherwise I'm in trouble. Let me tell you, it's a lot of ripples. <laughs> Everybody's life is like that. So let's um, make sure you have comfortable posture. If you haven't been in meditation before, there's no not one way of sitting. Please sit in the chair. Sit against the wall. Does that? If you want to lean against the wall, that's a nice nice way to sit as well. I was, I started meditating, like I said, perhaps 18, 19 years ago. I was in, used to go to this place in New York, and I thought, I can handle this. I can take a lot of pain these days. I don't want to take pain anymore. But I feel comfortable sitting cross legged. But it doesn't mean you should be sitting this way. By all means, no, please don't do that. Don't handle pain. This is, we're not here to tolerate pain. So find a comfortable posture in your cushion or chair. Make sure all the clothes are nice and loose. You feel soft. Keep your hands wherever you want to keep your hands. Again, I was taught. When I started, I did this long, well, not long, but three, a month-long retreat with a Zen retreat when I started meditating, and I teach you that you should keep the thumbs just touching, just slightly, and it's almost like you're holding a paper between the thumbs. It, could, it can work, but there's no, no need to do that. However you want to sit down, even if you need to lie down, if you cannot sit down. Sitting upright is good because it keeps us, it keeps the sort of the mind an idea that, okay, you're supposed to be awake today. You feel tired perhaps after the work week has started after the Monday. But if you're upright, the mind knows that we are going to be awake. Another thing I want to tell you that if you do fall asleep, just let go, fall asleep, that's okay. The mind goes down and then it comes up again automatically. If you let rest, let it rest. 
You start nodding, just don't worry about it, it's okay. Whatever happens in meditation, please allow it to happen. Allowing things to settle down, they will settle down. If there's waves, there's waves in your pond, in your dam, you cannot smooth them out by yourself. So please, please remember, don't do anything. There might be sadness arising, anger, frustration. Don't do anything. For a while, we will try now not to do anything. So hopefully, my guidance will help you a little bit, but I will be quiet for quite a while as well, so. You have time to be quietly in your own mind. So if you want to stretch still a little bit, that's fine. Make sure you really, really feel comfortable there. Close your eyes. So you close one of the five senses. When your eyes are closed, it's easier to watch inside of your own mind. We cannot close our hearing, cannot close the touch, the body sensations. But if you close your eyes, the darkness is very stable. And after a while, you cannot pay attention to that because it's just static. Often we start these meditations by feeling our body I like to describe the body like a lump of coal. It's very malleable. So just breathe into the body. Breathe deeply into the body of peace, calmness, kindness. For a while, he only be will be for a very short while. So for a while we can relax. 
relax, let the body relax. How nice it is to sit here in the warm hall. Not to have all the sensory inputs. Not have to be in front of the screen. If you let the mind relax for a while. It functions a lot better. You make better decisions. We are taking a short holiday now from the world. We are sitting in this beautiful beach. You are perhaps surrounded by others, but you still feel like you are alone. If you just sit quietly there and see that the mind starts wandering around, it has a tendency to go roaming the world. Mind doesn't know how to be quiet. Because you are there. You are looking for thoughts. Thoughts don't come themselves. You go chasing after them. But like I said, in the beginning, the best thing is not to do anything. Don't get frustrated. For a while, let's be quietly sitting here in this comfortable holiday place and be interested. Just look with keen eyes what the mind does. And let's then afterwards start bringing it back a little bit. But now, just for a while, pay attention how the mind wanders.
When was the last time you actually paid attention to your mind? Have you noticed that it's always like this? It's scanning the environment, then it goes daydreaming, past, then it goes somewhere in the future, then it scans the environment. It's all the time trying to make sense of our world. If you can be interested about your mind, you will notice that because you are interested, you don't try to control it. It has calmed down a little bit already. running away somewhere far far away and then when I speak it listens makes sense adds feeling meanings to these things The longer we sit here, 
Hopefully you feel more comfortable, more secure sitting there. You are safe here. Let the mind wander. Please don't control your mind. Enjoy this peace and calmness. Don't do anything. When we're sitting here in a quiet holiday spot, start feeling like you're surrounded by a bubble. You're in your own space. There's noises outside. But they are a little bit further away. Don't let them affect you. You are safe. No need to scan the world outside too much. You are safe here. You're surrounded by kind people. Relax.
the mind goes wandering, please don't do anything. It will come back on its own. You can relax. If you have a comfortable place to sit, the body starts disappearing. Just relax and the body fades away slowly, slowly. You are sitting in the sea of kindness, sea of calm. Well, the warm, salty water gives the buoyancy to your body, and it stays upright by itself. The whole body starts to be at ease. There might be sensations going through your body like waves or warmth, you feel there's tension somewhere. Just let these things happen. Enjoy the relaxing body. Enjoy the sea of kindness and calm. 
Now you can calm your own mind. Tell yourself quietly in your own mind. Calm. Calm down. Calm down. Very kindly. Very, very relaxing, tell your mind. Calm down. Calm down.
If you allow the mind and body to relax in this calm place, it becomes almost really difficult to separate them. And what might happen if there's not a lot of movement left, there's still something moving. It's your breath. Your breath is the last thing what's moving. Can you see there is this soft thing? moving back and forth. Still changing. Just observe the breath like it's somewhere in the space, nowhere in specific location. Just observe the movement somewhere in space.
This breath doesn't belong to you. It is just a breath. Just flows in and out.
your mind might start waking up, it might start running around again. Because it's more relaxed, it's more free again, it's not so dull. Still, don't do anything. Don't do anything. If the wave passes by again, the mind will come back to the lump and into the breath. It will come back by itself. Don't get frustrated, relax, relax, we'll still have time.
We're getting to the course, to the end of the meditation. See here, even at the end. Even for a little while. Can you see the breath? Can you see the breath in its subtlest form? Can you see it like a silk moving in and out? Fear more times. Can you see the beauty? Even in that subtle object. Do you feel how nice it is to be peaceful? How nice it is to have a break from yourself. Enjoy this peace, learn it, this is very important. I will sound the bell now. Listen carefully to the bell, then start feeling your body while I'm sounding the bell. Come back to the body, and from there, then you can start returning to the world.
Now you can open your eyes, come back to the messy world of ours, where we all have to live. Oh, how nice it is to be quiet for a while. I think I, I wasn't quiet, I was poking all too much. <laughs> Very good. I hope the hour went past quickly for you. I hope you had a good time. I hope I didn't speak too much. <laughs> I might have. I'm sorry. Um, I think we have a bit of a Q&A sometimes at the end. If there's anybody, any questions, do we have any? Please feel free to leave anytime you wish. I think with the, I say a few things before we end. With the meditation, I think sometimes people get frustrated when the, your mind starts to calm down and you sort of hit this kind of calm state and the mind doesn't really know what to do. So it, the energy is already built up. So there is um, quietness in your mind. So that tendency for the mind is to again go start doing things because it's it's more free it's relaxed for a while after I don't know sometimes half an hour so even those situations just um, notice that the mind does that but it's just because the mind has been quiet for a while and it finds easy to start thinking. So you perhaps you went into nice and the mind started to calm down. You were listening to my instructions and I was quiet for a while. You gain energy again and it, you feel like you lost the momentum. When you have those kind of situations, don't, don't get frustrated if you feel like you lost the momentum of that quietness of the mind. The mind starts to get agitated. The mind gets... Um, it wants to start thinking. Like I said, Ajahn Brahma always teaches us that the thoughts don't come from no nowhere. You start looking for the thoughts. The mind starts coming down. What do you do? You want to get agitated. You want to start looking for thoughts. You want to go somewhere. You need to be something. But if you get frustrated about that, that's you adding fuel into the fire. So learn to really don't, not to do anything. It's difficult, but, and it takes patience. That's the only, only, only thing we can do really. And if the body is agitated, so make sure you learn to um, relax the body in the beginning enough that you don't get into those kind of stages where you just need to move all the time. If you need to, um, something is itchy or something, you're, um, there's really a lot of pain, um, try to move 
look at those things for a while in a meditation. I want to move. Well, now have a little bit of mindfulness, have a little bit of distance to that. Instead of straight away reacting. We're not, like I said, we're not here to endure pain. That's not what I'm saying. Look at it for a while. The dog comes again. I want to move. Look at it one more time. Third time says, no, I should move. Yeah, okay. Move. If you're just keeping very reactive all the time, the mindfulness hasn't grown enough. It's almost like you. It comes from your mind uh, sometimes. Sure, the body pain is it's it's fair enough. It's real, but um, sometimes if you're agitated, you just want to move because your mind is agitated. So if you learn to have a bit of a patience. You don't. You're not. You're not so reactive in the meditation. But let's see if there's any questions online. Do we have any? Uh, yeah, thank you, Ajahn. We do have a couple of questions online. Uh, the first one: I've been crying a lot lately during meditation. When strong emotions come up, I feel like I'm losing myself in it. Should I be aware of some parts of my body or breath to stay grounded? All of these things are, they tend to happen. Crying and strong emotions happen as well. Happens to a lot of monks as well. We um, we tend to spend a lot of time in the forest by ourselves in the small hut. And especially when we have long retreats like the three months rains retreat, which is starting soon, by the way. And especially in the beginning, when you're a young monk. I've had some long nights in my my hut. And the sadness just comes sometimes out of nowhere. And it's quite almost embarrassing for a young man who's been always thought not to be be like that. But you you in this um in Bodhinyana among our huts are quite primitive actually. There's a, just basically it's small box in the forest really you are very isolated from everybody and imagine in there's barely any heating there there is no electricity middle of the night what can you do nothing there's no distractions it's raining outside you're sitting there you cannot sleep you cannot go anywhere you have to learn to be with it. Like the great sadness. They just come from out of nowhere sometimes. Uh, recently, I, I was surprised actually. I had a, it's a while ago now, but um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I just 
my mind just told me my mother is going to die. Not that it was going to happen now, but there was this kind of idea, the idea of I'm going to lose somebody important in my life. It just came. And it was really, really strong, strong thing and made me cry a little bit, not so much. But I was surprised that it came after so many years. But um, with crying and all that, it will pass. All of those things will pass. If we're not, if you don't dwell too much in this kind of pity, we tend to pity too much ourselves. You start noticing that our own minds are quite actually, there's a lot of pettiness and pity for our own minds. Oh, I'm so poor. I'm so, I'm suffering. If you can learn to just be with it, that's fine. It's okay. We all cry. We all have sufferings in life. Learn to be with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, don't feel sorry about feeling sorry. Don't add feel into that fire either. If you haven't cried a few times, you haven't practiced. That's what Ajahn, I heard Ajahn Brahm said it a long time ago. He doesn't really repeat it for some reason. He doesn't say it often, but he says, he told us one time that you really, if you practice hard, you cry a few times. So practice brings the quietness of the mind, tends to bring all kinds of things in mind. Don't be embarrassed and just keep going and don't get don't get sad about it. Just cop it on the chin and continue. Don't stop. That's the worst thing you can do. Very good. Other questions? Thank you, Rajan. Um, do we have any questions from the flow? So far, nobody's... There's one. Yes. Thanks. Appreciate it. I was just wondering um, how much should we focus on our breath? Because I noticed you saying do nothing, which mm -hmm. definitely does work. <laughs> but when do I choose to focus on my breath or when do I choose to do nothing? Yeah, good question. Thanks. Um, um, the common thing how meditation is always taught, if you want to sit down or you have your, please, but... Um, Common thing for um, meditation teachers is quite, you know, focus a lot on that. Oh, the mind goes wandering, bring it back. Even though it's like, I'll bring it back very softly. It's still too aggressive. It's still, there's too much force there. Maybe at the end, I tend to, Again, focus when I'm doing guided meditation at the end. Okay, now is actually time. The last five minutes is the time where you can actually look at the breath. It takes so long for the mind actually calm down. Breath is very, very subtle object. It's very almost boring. If you're a busy person, day-to-day -day life, you cannot focus on breath. 
Breath is boring. I mean, you can see it one or two times like that. It doesn't stay with you. It's because it's not interesting. It's not beautiful. Ajahn Brahm sometimes says that you can have a little almost thing like we can say the breath. You can give yourself a suggestion breath. If you want to come, you can come. It's almost even that's a little bit too much. Can you see that how difficult it is to keep the breath? Ajahn Brahm says that when your mind starts calming down, you can have a little suggestion. If you want a breath, if you want to stay with me, you can stay there. Even that's a little bit too aggressive. A little bit too much. That's how subtle the breath is. Breath is actually very, very high in the meditation as a meditation object. There's this tendency we want to, I want to do something, I want to do something. Give me something to do. We don't want to just be, you think if you're just going to go daydreaming, you're just going to waste another hour, I'm just going to be daydreaming. But if you have a good attitude, if you feel like I can just relax and now it's nice to just sit down for a while, the body starts disappearing by itself because you don't pay attention to it. So that's why we need to have a comfortable body. When the body starts disappearing, it sort of becomes this kind of like self-sustaining thing. The mind starts to be calm because of that. And then when there's less and less thing, the mind doesn't go here and there. The mind is always looking for an object. Something which is moving. So your thinking mind is not that constant, irritating, fast-moving mind. It's calming down, calming down. What's moving? Breath. And the breath becomes interesting because it's moving. And it's constantly changing. You think in and out breath are the same. No, they're not. They're completely different. Out breath and in breath is different. There's that little pause there between the in and out breath. You breathe in, there's again, there's a pause there. Sometimes the breath goes short, short, short. And it stops. And there's a out breath. But it's interesting. But boy, it's, is it an interesting object if you try to hold on to it? No, it's not. It's super just sort of like you holding in, uh, into it and it won't stay with you. If you have a good attitude, that's it's, it's really, really unfortunate thing that we come into this kind of breath meditation that just go back to your breath, go back to your breath. And, it's like, oh, and then you, for a while, you see it 30 seconds if you're very lucky. Then your just mind just goes wandering somewhere. Oh, I'll bring it back to the breath. It doesn't work. You can do that endlessly, forever. It won't work. So why do we say, oh, Adam Brahm is teaching that and I've picked it up from him. Don't do anything. That's the best thing you can do. It's really frustrating. It takes a while to trust that. Hopefully you haven't had bad instructions before. I did. It took me many years to trust that, that no, 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 I don't have to do anything. 
So hopefully you're hearing this. You're starting meditation straight away with the good instructions not to do anything. Trust your trust the mind. If you really give give it a lot of the long leash, it will start calming down. It will come back to you. The breath will appear. You will appear. Don't do anything. If you want to say breath, if you're ready, if you want to come to me, you can come to me and then let it go. It will appear. That's as far as you want to go. But that's a good question. It's a very good question and so um, frustrating and sometimes difficult to trust that but please, please do trust it uh, okay anything online? yeah we have a couple more online questions I'll just go ahead to the next one um, dear Ajahn I struck a possum on a dark country road this evening, I panicked as the road is dangerous with no light and nowhere easy to pull up and check the possum, I feel terrible have I wronged? <laughs> oh yeah, I know it feels bad. Um, with um, so we have a concept of karma, kamma in Buddhism. What does kamma mean? Kamma means you intentionally do something. You intentionally hit something, then it's bad kamma. If you accidentally hit something, okay, nobody drives around trying to kill opossums. Well, perhaps some people do, but I mean, come on. We're not that kind of people. We hit opossums. Yes, I know it feels bad. The good thing is, is because you did not do it intentionally. You feel bad, but you can let it go easier. You feel bad for a while. Yes, true. But the guilt doesn't follow you really that long. It doesn't... You don't carry it around for too much longer. Accidents do happen. Uh, there was a one man came to monastery one, one day. He said... He told us he was going through this tough divorce and because of that he hadn't been able to sleep. He lost all the sleep because of that. So he was really, really tired all the time thinking about the family and all that. And because of he was really tired, he killed somebody on the road. So what was worse? Divorce? Or being so tired and want, you know, going ruminating over that? Weeks and weeks and weeks. I think it was a few months by that time. Or then accidentally killing somebody on the road. We have to put things in perspective sometimes, yeah. yeah we kill wombats, but at least you didn't swear off and hurt yourself. You didn't swear off and hit another car. Some of the things could have be way worse. There's a lot of wombats, unfortunately, especially where I even, where we live in Newbury. But trust me that because it's your intention wasn't there. You can forgive yourself a lot easier and you can let go. So, yep, what can you do? You feel sad now and way worse things could have happened.
Yeah. We don't drive around killing wombats, I hope. Maybe you'll be more careful in the future. But still, they happen, unfortunately. Okay. I don't think I had a good, that was a good answer, but, you know, what can you do? Yeah, sorry. Uh, one more. All right. Thank you, Ajahn. Um, I fall asleep if lying down to meditate, yep. but I experience significant back pain due to fracture years ago of sitting. What are my options? I like to stay awake, but not in pain. <laughs> yeah, I, for longest period, the longest time, it's, uh, and I'm sure you, a lot of you experience as well, your bottom gets tired or your knees hurt, or your ankles hurt. Like just luckily today, I, I didn't hurt too much. Um, post, uh, the, it is a difficult one. With the, try to meditate on time when if you just only can lie down to lying down meditation, try to do lying down meditation when you actually are going to stay awake. That would be perhaps after a nap or meditate before you, before you, you know, fall asleep, before you, after brushing your teeth, get a comfortable posture on the bed. And then because you meditate and you have a kind mind, you sleep actually a lot better. It's actually true if, even for myself, I see it in my sleep. If I don't meditate a lot, if I'm agitating my mind a lot, the sleep tends not to be very sweet. It tends to be very agitated. If I meditate a lot and I have a good, lot of mindfulness, a lot of kindness in my mind, you tend to sleep a lot sweeter, a lot nicer. So maybe that's a good time to meditate, lying down. All of those, just find those times. But the Buddha did give us the four postures. It's not just one posture, meditation, sitting down. Doesn't mean you meditate when you sit down. It's the walking, standing, sitting down or lying down. All of those are postures. So it's almost like anything. Swimming meditation. <laughs> Maybe that would be a meditation, I don't know. But let's say your walking meditation is a you know proper meditation. Why not have these things which keep you buoyed, um, upright when and doing that? What do you call that thing? I don't know if in English in Finland we do that sometimes. You just you you have those things which keep you upright and you uh, walking in the pool. That would be a nice meditation. Maybe that would be good for you. Bad back. Call walking in the pool. To walking meditation in the pool. But yeah, um, no, all postures are meditation. Uh, walking, to meditation. Bring back your mindfulness. Um, you, in your head, bring back the mindfulness into the walking meditation. Into the walk, in, into walking. What I do, I do, I, I walk the same trip all the time. Every morning from my hut, to our, um, what do we call the monks vihara, the sangha house, for breakfast every morning. Oh, I have to rush. Breakfast. I'm late. Again. Walking, walking, walking. Oh, hang on. Calm down. Just bring your mindfulness back to the body. I, knew the I know the route. I know how to walk. The, the body knows how to walk. Bring mindfulness into the body. 
Don't be so busy in your mind all the time. Actually feel what it feels to walk once in a while. You're walking on the street. What does it feel to walk? We forget. Sometimes before sitting down, you think you're just going to plunk your bum on the seat and now it's going to be meditation. What if you just sit, stand for a while? Five minutes. Stand quietly. That's a meditation. Posture. Don't think sitting down and forcing yourself to be rigid like a Buddha statue. That's a meditation. That's not the only meditation. That's not the only posture, rather. Mindfulness, meditation, it's all the same. It's all the same. It's almost like there's no difference. Depends where you put your mind into. Very good. Is there anything else from the audience? I hope you had a good time. I really enjoyed it. I'm really nice to see happy smiling faces and friends and be here on Monday evening. I offer you didn't feel you wasted time and hope you'll be back continue with this path and we all keep at it it um, hopefully it gets better and better and it w it does we just keep at it the worst thing is to do with meditation to stop meditating that's the worst thing you can do everything else is okay okay I'll let you go and I can go back to myself so.